who? My friends. <laughs> My online friends. Because they want to see it. It's the movie we're talking about right now, you're going to see tonight again? Yeah. Okay. I liked it a lot. This this might slip into my top 10. Whoa. On the back end, depending on how. I did not know you liked it that much. Today we're talking about the menu. The menu. I liked it for different reasons, but as far as top 10 goes, it's like, what's really going to be 9 or 10, you know? What is the menu? What is the menu? That's the question. Or are you talking literally or like figuratively? Like, what's the menu? What's the movie? The movie is the, the menu. menu. <laughs> the menu is the movie. No, what's the movie about? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the movie's about the menu. The movie, the menu. <laughs> yes. It's a film written and directed. <laughs> it was written and directed. <laughs> <laughs> that much I can confirm. <laughs> by, or not written and directed by... It was directed by... Written by Seth Reese and Will Tracy. Directed by Mark Millad, who is a veteran television director for Premiere Television, particularly on HBO. He did a lot of Succession and Game of Thrones. Yeah, and this is produced also by the Adam McKay, oh, yeah, Will yeah. Ferrell. Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. But yeah, it's it's directed by the Will Ferrell, Adam McKay uh, production studio, even though they're not doing so hot as friends. They're still cranking and making good material, they, you know, another another thing that they produced was Don't Look Up or the Lakers show with uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. The, uh, so that's some stuff that that production studio has made, and it randomly made this, which I would not have expected. But I imagine this script must have been floating around for a while because it's a really nice, tight little yeah script. script. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it was it was interesting for me watching it because I have experienced my my father in laws in the wine industry. I have experienced actual places, locations, nights like this. Oh yeah, with really high end chefs making it's insanely high end menus in really remote locations with wine pairings and food pairings and courses, you know, throughout the night. Similarly to that night in the Triangle of Sadness that we saw. Yeah, I was going to say this movie pairs well in my mind yeah. with Triangle of Sadness. Almost like they're on the same menu. They pair well together. Yeah. But this movie is essentially about a chef played by Ray Fiennes. I think it's Ray Fiennes. Oh, wow. I've been saying it wrong all my life. I, I'm not sure. It could be Ralph Fiennes, but I... Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. But anyway, he's a world-class chef. He has like a remote island and everybody has to go to this island just to try his food. You know, as we've seen in other things recently, like the bear, he has a team of chefs and artists that work alongside him to create his visions of the courses that he has planned for a meal throughout the night. This particular night when everybody shows up to this island, it's got sort of another ensemble cast. They all show up and something starts happening that's a little bit different from what you would think might happen in a night going to a remote island to try a world-class chef's food. Things start going awry. He seems to have some alternative motives. Ulterior motives. Yep. And uh, everybody was thinking it was cannibalism. Yep. Going into the movie. the promotion. Well, the trailer kind of made it seem like it might be. Yeah. I mean, it's implied. I mean, what else could it really be? But what the movie does in my mind is so much more brilliant and there's so much more Subtext, you know, things to talk about rather than it just being another cannibalism for for dinner, yeah, uh, thriller. Yep, Nicholas Holt, who's from a bunch of stuff, Beast Boy, 
The Beast. The Beast, Beast. in, in X-Men. <laughs> um, and Anya Taylor-Joy, who's also from a bunch of stuff, they played this kind of couple showing up, and they're kind of making fun of everything as they go. But he's also real, he's a foodie, and he's really into it. Uh, John Logizamo, uh and his, I think assistant yeah are also there he's kind of like a like a b-list actor that hasn't had success for some time uh there's a food critic there and the person that is with her who basically keeps is kind of like a yes man for everything that she she is and says and does and then there's there's also an older couple that knows anya taylor joy's character yep or the the dad does and then ray finds his mom yeah, she's is also the there just drinking. There's also a trio of executives. Executives, yep. One of which was the dude from Succession, the company that... Yeah, and they're there. You come to find out that everyone's there for a specific reason. Um, and the reason is, and we'll go into spoilers from this point on, the reason is because uh, Ray finds has come to hate what he does, and he wants to kill not just himself and his whole staff, but everybody that is there as a guest that night and his whole staff for some reason is just going along with it because they either respect him or hate themselves just as much. Yeah. It's like a fanatical cult. It turns into an insane, the absurdism goes off the rails. Yeah. Absurdist, uh, satire at this point, uh, at some point it becomes not just, we're, we're going through these courses and trying these things and some kind of dark thing is happening. It just goes absolutely off the rails and then people start dying. And yeah, there's one point halfway through the film. I think it's right after, or it was either right before or after an old dude gets his finger lopped off. <laughs> but the breaking point was really when for one of the courses, one of his sous chefs, Ray's sous chef comes up and just, blows his brains out he's like this this course is called the splatter or whatever and then he shoots himself and and the idea of the falls course, into a tarp and there's all this blood splatter everywhere yeah the intention i suppose was for the the dinese the people eating to have that as part of the, like an emotional course or something right to let that be part of the atmosphere his mm-hmm. death and his body on the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy it was crazy and nicholas holt uh, knew that this was all going to happen, but he wanted to experience it anyway because he was so much of a foodie. And Anya Taylor Joy was there, kind of. She was there. She was not supposed to be there. She was. There was somebody else that was supposed to be there. And I think because Nicholas Holt knew that everyone was going to die that night, and he didn't care. He didn't want to bring somebody he actually he cared about. So he no, hot. he did. But his girlfriend left him because oh. that. And then so he hired her. Who she's he, an she's escort. an escort. Yeah, yeah, she's a worker. Yeah, Nicholas Holt's character is revealed to be a total sociopath. Yep. <laughs> and, How did he know? And because his no one else knew. The chef the was emailing him the whole time. Only him, because no one else knew. Yeah, no, happening. yeah, just him. Yeah. Interesting. And got him to come anyway. Yeah. Knowing that he's like, I'm going to kill everybody this night, and this is what's going to happen. And on each other, joy, the chef found some sort of, I don't know, kinship with her a little bit and started trying to appeal to her as a person. A fellow um, service yeah, worker. Yeah, service worker who who he felt like deserved more than being there and, and dying uh, in the same way that he planned to kill all of his guests. Well, initially he offered her the us or them, even though both parties are yeah. going to die. Yeah. But then at the end, she she uses her wits 
to find a way out. And he, yep. She asked for Ray to cook her just a cheeseburger, which is revealed to be how he got his start into being a chef. Yeah. And so that brings him back into his. And then she asked for it to go. Yeah. <laughs> and he, at that point, decides, yeah, you can live. Yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. I didn't expect him to say yes to that. Yeah. And then um, the last course, which is really kind of funny, was like a dessert. It was a s'mores where he wraps everybody up in a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. And then he spreads graham cracker and chocolate all over the whole room and then lights like a torch in the center of the room. And it was an act because he thinks s'mores are just an egregious, you know, concept. A crime against... Yeah, a crime against... Dot fine dining. Yeah, or dessert. Or just fine actually, dining, yeah. yeah, the experience of eating. <laughs> and so he, he did it, you know, as a satire in of itself. Anyway, he torches the whole place. The whole place just explodes. And then Anya Taylor-Joy got away on a boat, a little remote kind of boat, and she eats the cheeseburger, and that's how it cuts the black. The finale felt very Midsommar to me, <laughs> yeah. where they're all burning. Yeah. Also because Colin Stetson, who scored Hereditary, did the score for this film. And oh. the whole time I was saying, this music is incredible. Yeah, it was... These strings and this wind. Who is it? And it all, you know, lo yeah. and behold, it was Colin yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the movie. It was quite an experience. It was really strange for me personally but i really enjoyed it um you're i don't a foodie yeah i'm a foodie i've had experiences exactly like that yeah. i was vibing with it i think and i and i loved the sensationalist absurdist nature of everything i really did i i didn't have a problem with anything i i just don't think for me it landed uh, as i think it wanted to land as much as it could have landed mm. on me right not like triangle of sadness yeah which, I liked its restraint in comparison to Triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And its composure. It, but it was also more playful, I think. This one? Yeah. The menu than Triangle of Sadness? Yeah. I The tri- Triangle of Sadness did crazy stuff as well, but it was longer and really, really leaned into the social commentary. This was more like, at, at a certain point, it just became very indulgent and like self-aware. But it I, also, I think... I think because of that had more of a heart like there was more of this kind of emotional undercurrent yeah. for me that i that i really enjoyed like not yeah, just because i have worked you know for many years had worked in service myself in hospitality for sure uh but also just like fleshing out through the third act ray finds his character mm-hmm. and going into his backstory and how he's lost this love for life and love and his passion for his work because of the world not just the world of fine dining, but the yeah. world at large and what it, it's come to be resonated with me pretty well in a way that as much as I enjoyed Triangle, that was still, it was very much far satire, absurdist, mm-hmm. almost on the nose to the point of um, a fault. This, uh, it's it, it felt very satisfying for me in a, in a very uh, compact, personal, intimate way. For sure. I don't know. So, and not to mention, I, I really enjoyed just, the script and the acting and the cinematography, everything felt yeah, really well executed. Yeah. Yep. The brutality. I think, I think, I thought it was really good. I don't think it'll be in my top 10 personally. I think it could be like in my top 20 maybe, but I think there's a lot of movies I have not seen yet this year that, that are artful. There's not that many left. There's a lot of stuff. What? There's so much. 
You haven't seen any of the A24 films. And there's a bunch about? of stuff that Neon is putting out as well. What? But there's a lot of stuff that's, that's in the left. next three weeks? Well, I'm talking about the, the, the year of film, which usually doesn't end until like February. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. There's so many art films that we have not seen still uh, that I think could be in my, in my make my top 10 list. That, yeah. you know, anyway. Yeah. So like After Sun, Memoria, Armageddon Time, Vortex inspection there's a bunch of other things coming out the one i saw bones and all the new sam mendes film oh empire of light yeah there's just there's just so many movies that i think might be ahead of this one for me but i it's not that i didn't like it i liked it a lot but it's just i don't think it'll end up in my top 10 is all yeah so that's what's going on really liked ray's assistant hong chow yeah hong chow she played the trudeau or whoever from watchmen and I was like, who is she? She plays right. this incredible, like, yeah, yeah, intense character. Yeah, she plays, um, yeah, she's uh, Veidt's daughter, right? And the Watchmen. Yeah, so here at the end, we'll play something from Colin Stetson, the legend, the scorer, the cycling saxophone player. Mm-hmm. 